I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. And uh, for those of you that are listening on our radio station, we welcome you 95.9 FM. And uh, we are on the radio live at noon every day with this broadcast. And uh, we hope it's a blessing to you. You know, this uh, broadcast is designed for and geared towards people that are born again, people that know Jesus Christ as their Savior. But if you're listening today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you don't know where you'll spend eternity. I hope that you'll let us know so we can have someone uh, show you from the Bible how you can know for sure that you're saved And uh, I'm glad that salvation is available for all. For God so loved the world uh, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm thankful for that word, whosoever. And uh, I'm glad I was, uh, I am in that category, but uh, I was in that category as a boy. And uh, I called upon the Lord and He saved me. And I'm glad I'm on the winning side because I know Jesus, not because of me, but because of Christ. And so we welcome you today. Let us know that you're listening. Uh, the number is 252-308-4600. And uh, for those of you on Facebook, we appreciate you tuning in. And I hope you're having a good day. If you're in the middle of lunch or if you're uh, maybe on a break at work, whatever the case may be, maybe you're at home, maybe you are retired and uh, maybe you're just uh, kicking back, enjoying life, and uh, being retired. I always thought being retired uh, meant you get to relax, but most retired people I know, they're busier now than they were when they were working, so whatever your case may be, uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Happy birthday today to Ray Salazar, and I hope you have a great day today, Ray, and then anniversary today to Mike and Loretta Clark, and I hope you folks have a wonderful day. Happy anniversary. Uh, We are in the midst of our spring revival. We started last night, and uh, if you missed the service, I know I I always say this, but you got to go back. You got to watch it. It was a powerful message by Brother Swanson, and uh, he preached on the reflection of revival, Uh, what revival really looks like. And revival is more than an event that we schedule and we put it on the calendar or we put up a sign out in the front yard that says, come tonight to uh, revival. Uh, but revival is something that takes place in our heart and in our life. And Brother Swanson talked about last night, he talked about having uh, a desire to, to be in the presence of the Savior, to spend time with Jesus. He talked about uh, having a passion for souls, a desire to see people saved. And then he talked about how that when uh, you experience revival, you get close to Jesus, there will be some pressure and uh, there will be some suffering as you surrender to Christ. And uh, I hope that we're willing to pay that price. And I hope we're willing to say, uh, Lord, whatever it takes, uh, I'll be willing to do that if that would allow revival to come to my heart and life. So anyway, here's the song we want you to hear. Uh, Brother Swanson sang it last night in the close of his message. 
It's a beautiful song, but it talks about counting the cost, not the cost of salvation, because that price has already been paid. Uh, Jesus on the cross, he paid it all. But the cost and the price that we're talking about is what does it cost to serve God? What does it cost to be surrendered, to say, I'm going to do whatever God wants me to do? I want you to hear this beautiful song, Count the Cost, and I hope we're willing to count that cost. Is my life more dear to me than what he would have me be? Would I gladly lay aside each dream I hold? Could I count my gain as loss and take up my given cross? Am I willing to be spent for Christ my powerful song and uh, there's a story behind that song of course there's a story behind about every song we play it seems like and uh, God uses those songs to speak to you um, when I was a teenager and I told a little bit of this last night in the service but when I was a teenager my uh, youth pastor was brother Mark Swanson he's the one who's here this week preaching for our spring revival and every year we had our own teen camp and uh, it was just our church, and we'd go about 45 minutes away to a campground and rent out the campground. And uh, we, Pastor Mark, he'd schedule the preachers. They'd come in, and he always scheduled a family to come in and sing. And that was the family you just heard, the John Marshall family. And uh, one of the girls in that family, uh, every year, 
uh, she would write a song specifically for camp. And that song was written specifically for our camp there at Berean Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois. And that was our whole our theme for an entire year, for an entire year. Our theme for the entire week of camp that year was count the cost. And uh, I hope you have counted the cost. And I tell you, it will cost you something to serve Jesus, uh, but it's worth it. And you never waste your life. I remember Brother uh, Terry Angel was here a couple years ago for our spring revival, and he preached. He said, uh, you never waste uh, your life when you serve God. Uh, you are investing and you are, you are spending your life for the only thing that really matters, and that is for eternity. But we had a great, great service last night. I hope you plan to come out tonight, 7 o'clock, Victory Baptist Church over here on uh, Bowling Road, just past a Food Lion and the Speedway and Dollar General. Uh, and I hope you come and join us tonight or tune in on the radio, 95.9 FM, or you can uh, watch on our Facebook page, on our website, on our YouTube, and uh, I hope that you will be a part of it. Uh, Brother Caleb and I were just talking right before we started. We were talking about the cameramen last night. They were having a hard time because Brother Swanson was all over, not just the platform. He was all over the auditorium. And as we were leaving last night, I told Ms. Cheryl Woodard, uh, we were talking, I said, Ms. Cheryl, I said, Brother Swanson's the kind that uh, he'll wear you out just watching him preach. And uh, she said, you're right. She said, but it's, it's, a, it's a good worn out. And that's true. Uh, it was a good service last night. And God met with us. And we're praying that God will give us another great service tonight. Uh, we certainly need revival without a doubt in our church and uh, in, our, in our nation. And uh, I'll tell you who needs revival the most. You ready for this? I'm going to call the name of the person in our church that needs revival the most. Are you ready? And might be a man, might be a lady. Here you go. Could be one of you. I'm getting ready to say your name. The name is Jeremy Coburnett. He's the one that needs revival. And I hope you feel that way about yourself. I hope you feel like you're the one that needs revival. And if you don't think you need revival, you probably need it a whole lot more than you realize because we all I'll stand in need of a spiritual revival. Yesterday, we got into Daniel chapter 6, and we talked about how that there was a new king, a new empire. The Babylonian empire fell. The Medo-Persian empire came to power. Cyrus was the, uh, the overall, the, the head ruler of that empire. But he put his uncle Darius in charge of the uh, city of Babylon. And so Darius comes to power, and Darius uh, promotes... Daniel, he chose uh, three presidents to oversee 120 princes. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6 that in verse 3 that Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. We, we, we need to have an excellent spirit. We ought to have a good attitude. Uh, we ought to be positive. I'm not talking about weird, and I'm not talking about that you, you uh, ignore the, the problems and you don't deal with the problems. No, but yes, there are uh, difficulties, and yes, there are issues that we face, uh, but you can't focus on those. You can't let those things control your life. You've got to have an excellent spirit, and Daniel had an excellent spirit. With all that he'd been through in his life, he still, at the end of his life, uh, he wasn't bitter, he wasn't grumpy. He wasn't cynical. He wasn't mad at the world, but Daniel had an excellent spirit. And the king, the Bible says in verse 3, he thought to set him over the whole realm. It looks like the king was going to downsize. He was going to cut some people out of payroll, and he said, 
I could let Daniel do the job of most of these other presidents and princes. And so that's probably where the real problem came, why these guys were so upset with Daniel. It says in verse 4, Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. That is a good word. He was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. We talked about yesterday the preference that Daniel received because of his excellent spirit and God blessed him and God used him in a great way. But today I want you to notice the principles by which Daniel lived. Did you know that your life must be governed by principles? You can't live your life just based upon whatever feels good today. Well, I feel like going to work today, or I feel like uh, reading my Bible, or I think I might, I kind of feel like praying today. If you only do what you do based upon feelings, you will be a miserable person. And I promise you this, you'll be a backslidden Christian. Because there's days where you don't feel like going to church. There's days you don't feel like reading your Bible. There's days you don't feel like praying. There's days you don't feel like being a witness. There's times when you don't feel like being nice to people. But can I tell you, we don't live our lives based upon feelings. We live our lives based upon principles. A principle is a fundamental truth. It is a law. It is a rule of conduct. You could say a principled life is a life of integrity. Doesn't matter who's watching. Doesn't matter who notices. Doesn't matter who gives you recognition. That doesn't matter. What matters is that you live your life based upon the Word of God and you live based upon principles. Let me give you a couple things we see about Daniel in this passage. Number one, Daniel was faithful. Did you know there's a lot of things that you cannot do and I cannot do There's a lot of abilities that we do not have, but every one of us has the ability to be faithful. To be faithful just means to be dependable. It means that you you show up, you're there, you're in your place. You don't have to be super talented, you don't have to be super smart, you just have to be there. And Daniel was faithful. Darius could count on Daniel fulfilling his job. He was faithful. He was in his spot. I thank the Lord for faithful church members. I thank the Lord for faithful deacons. I thank the Lord for faithful choir members. I thank the Lord for uh, faithful Sunday school teachers. I thank the Lord for faithful uh, people who give. You know, we've through this pandemic, a lot of churches, we've uh, had to rearrange a lot of things. But I'll tell you this about Victory Baptist Church is that the giving and the tithes and offerings have come in consistently throughout this last year. And that that doesn't make sense. Now, that goes beyond human reasoning. Number one, I believe it's because God is blessed. But number two, I I believe it's because God's people determined we are going to be faithful. God deserves our best and God's going to take care of us. And when we give, God has promised that he will bless. And I'll tell you this, you cannot outgive God. you, You just can't. I was talking to the missionaries that were with us on Sunday night, and we always try to do something special for the missionary children. And uh, the missionary, Brother Rhodes, was telling me, he said that they had a church where uh, the church did something similar. And uh, his daughter, he said, he said, I don't know how much money she had, Pastor, but she had a stack of bills that someone had given at that missions conference. 
And he said, the next service, he said, I was asking her about it. He said, he said uh, uh, sweetie, what happened to that money that, uh, that they gave you at that last church? Where'd you put it? She said, dad, I put it in the offering at the next church. And, she's, and, and he, said, he said, you mean all of it? She said, all of it. And he said, pastor, he said, I don't know how much it was. He said, but it was a lot of money. There was a stack of bills. And he said, I was almost ready to say, oh, you shouldn't do that. But he said, no, you know what? And he said, you did the right thing. And, you know, I told that, that girl, I told her, I said, uh, I said, God always blesses and God always gives you more. When we give to God, God always blesses that. And God wants us to be faithful. Daniel was faithful. Number two, I see that Daniel was blameless. Uh, that word blameless we find in the New Testament. But here we see that Daniel was faithful. And it says there was not any error or fault found in him. Now, I understand that Daniel was a sinner just like we are, but Daniel tried to live for God so much and he was so upright and he was so holy that the men that worked with him, they said, there may be some sin, but we don't know what it is. We cannot find any error or any fault. Then we see that Daniel was godly. You say, how do we know that Daniel was godly? Well, he prayed. He talked to God, even when he knew that he could be thrown into a lion's den for praying. He still prayed. Some of us uh, have a hard time with, uh, with being faithful in prayer, and there's not even a punishment. Now, there, there, there's nothing bad going to happen to us, but Daniel was godly. And then I see that Daniel was disciplined. And we'll see tomorrow how that Daniel still prayed, even when it was not convenient, even when it was not popular, but he was disciplined in his life to pray no matter what. Three times a day, the Bible says that he opened his windows towards Jerusalem and he prayed. And then lastly, I'll say this about Daniel's life and his principles. Daniel was consistent. He was consistent in the good times and he was consistent in the bad times. Can I tell you, God is looking for people that will live according to principles. We are to be faithful in season and out of season. We are to be faithful and godly when it's popular and when it's not popular. We are to be consistent, whether you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley. Let's stay faithful and let's stay true to God. You want to know how to live on the winning side? I'll tell you, following these examples from the life of Daniel would be a good place to start. Just be faithful. Uh, be holy. Be blameless. Be godly. Uh, pray. Talk to God. Be disciplined. And be consistent uh, in the good times and in the bad. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll try to work our way through Daniel chapter 6. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.